Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is letting go of fear and worry. Fear and worry are something that we all deal with. Sometimes it's about our health or a job opportunity or finding something important that we lost. Sometimes we find ourselves worried about finances or a big project at home. As humans, fear and worry can begin at an early age. My six-year-old grandson Jonah called the other night. He couldn't sleep, he didn't want to eat. When I asked him what was wrong, he said, Nani, I love my farm Legos. You know, I have the tractors and Uncle Gary, but I lost Papa Dean. Life was eventually back on track when Papa Dean was found at the bottom of the toy box. Sometimes fear and worry creep in when we don't know how to do something. I remember after my daddy passed away, my mom wasn't quite sure how to fill out all the paperwork. She worried and fretted, and I told her we need to pray. A day later, God provided the right people to help her. For me, I think back of days where I was worried, wondering how my life and Farmer Dean's would work out when we decided to get married. I lived in Elk River and he lived south of Benson. We both lived our first year of married life separately as we looked for jobs for the entire year. Eventually, I felt like giving in to the overwhelming control of fear and worry. When my daddy called one night and said, Honey, this is a lot easier than you think. You can take a farmer from his farm, but it will be the worst thing for him. He's made to farm. You can always find a job, but he can't always find another farm. When fear and worry tried to creep in, my father said, what are you doing about it? I told him I was doing the only thing left, praying. He said, oh, Kathleen, isn't it wonderful that you're doing the only thing you need to do? Tonight on our show, Best Life Ministries Director of Prayer Support and a motivational speaker for our team, Kathleen Soggy, is here with us. Periodically within our radio show, you will hear Kathleen encourage us with a segment called Kathleen's Corner. In her segment, Kathleen shares memories and lessons learned from her mentor, a neighbor lady named Doris. Tonight, we'll hear a little bit about Doris as Kathleen discusses letting go of fear and worry. Hi, Kathleen. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, hi, Kathy Wentworth. I'm so excited to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, welcome to the show. So, Kathleen, give us a starting place to understand Kathleen's Corner, the segment that we're going to be offering on the show periodically. Who is Doris? Who was she? And what did she really mean to you? Okay. Well, I met Doris about 38 years ago. I was about 22 years old, and she was a widow lady who lived right next door to my husband, Jim, and I in Litchfield. And she was basically a shut-in because of all the medical problems that she had. She had had triple bypass, four-pass heart surgeries, asthma, high blood pressure, detached retinas, and cellulitis. She was just a medical mess. But instead of feeling sorry for herself, Kathy, she had a corner in her kitchen by the table where she served people steeped cups of coffee and china teacups with homemade chocolate chip cookies and rolls mm. day after day. Sounds wonderful. And whoever needed encouragement, she would just be there to say, get to the corner. And that's where she would minister her just love of God 
and people. That's that so corner. great. That's so great, Kathleen, because here's what I think about when you say get to the corner. You know, a lot of times in our childhood days, we would have to go sit in the corner if we were naughty, but we're in trouble with mom and dad. But, you know, with Doris, she had her own reasoning behind the corner, and it wasn't a bad thing at all, was it? No, it wasn't. It was just the most amazing thing. But actually, I, I was a little uncomfortable with it at first because I'd had to sit in the corner when I was a kid. And so when she'd say, get to your corner in her Swedish brogue, it would just, um, you know, baffle me because I'd never had anybody encourage me in such a way before. And she would proceed to share scriptures and devotions and just be a great listening ear to those who would stop by. And, and she would even pray with people. She just loved to encourage people in the Lord. I'm so happy for you that she was a friend to you during that time. Kind of reminds me of our mutual friend, Grandma Mary, who, oh, would, yeah. who would do that for us as well, make a cup of coffee. And I think it's so important, Kathleen, for us today, you and I, especially as we're getting older and we, we minister to many young moms and they'll say, look, I need advice. I need to know how to raise my kids. I need to know what to do with my um, marriage. How can I spend more time with my family? I think that Doris was an incredible incredible encouragement to you. And we have to remind each other and our team that this is our time now to be encouraging other people. Mm, That's for sure. And one thing that really changed my life drastically in that was was a simple nickname that she called me. She called me Tissa in her Swedish brogue, and it meant special girl in Swedish. Mm. And I felt anything but special at that time. And it just really was special because I'd lost my mother when I was 10 years old. And so God put Doris in my path as a spiritual mother. And when she changed my name to Tissa, it was just really filling to my heart and soul because I was so empty and so hurting at the time. So Kathleen, I know at our Best Life Conferences, you give wonderful workshops and teach such great, inspiring thoughts, and you tend to use the Doris stories. And I love to watch what happens when women of all ages will sit down and listen to your workshop because they're completely um, just taken in with these stories about Doris. What is it that you believe draws women in? How, How do they relate to Doris? What is it about her? Well, I think the biggest thing is that she was so real and transparent and was an amazing example of how to overcome adversity with God as her strength day after day in spite of her circumstances. She would tell it like it was, and she wasn't afraid to cry or even complain sometimes, but she would always bring it back to the Lord and say, you know, His mercy endureth forever, and she would just take time to be with God more and more and more the more that she struggled she just found greater strength in Christ and that's what she passed on to me and I can never forget those memories even though she's gone home to be with the Lord some years ago she just lives on in so many of our hearts because she did this to many people, not just myself. Mm. And I know that she was a great encouragement to your husband as well. And I'm so yes. proud of you for carrying on the memories and the lessons that she taught. Tonight, we're going to talk about letting go of fear and worry. So Kathleen, tell us, do you believe that Jesus can help us with the issues oh. of fear and worry? Absolutely, and I know this to be true because of my own life. This is 
been a huge hurdle for me in my life because I, I struggled so much with being afraid and worrying about every little thing. But as time has gone on and I've learned how to get into the scriptures from Doris's example, I've been told that the Bible has 365 verses that tell us about fear. And it says, fear not or do not be afraid. (laughs) And one of my favorite, favorite verses is Isaiah 41.10, and it says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Kathy, I love this verse so much because I found a little dog tag one time at a Christian bookstore that said, Fear not on it. And I bought that, and I wore that around my neck and clenched onto it in some real hard times in my life over and over again. And that little reminder to say, Fear not, really helped me remember this verse, that God is with us, and He's there to take care of us. And we really don't get anywhere by worrying. It's like being in a rocking chair and expecting to go somewhere. Exactly. This is something that's really helped me. And you know what I love, Kathleen, is that when you came in to our ministry with that great dog tag that said, fear not, uh, we thought it was such an exceptional idea. And you said, what if we found some of these and, and were able to have them at our workshops and sell them with our merchandise? And we did. And it's always just something that flies off the shelf. After you talk about letting go of fear and worry, women want those dog tags. They want to be able to physically touch something that reminds them during the day, okay, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be afraid. So I'm so happy that you did um, you know, encourage us about purchasing those. What kind of a toll do you think it takes on us um, for worrying? Because obviously, when you're worried and you're living in fear, it's got to take a, a toll. Oh, man, it just takes a huge toll. It affects every area of our lives. I, I know it did mine. It affected my relationships, my health, my future. You know, we it keeps us negative. It paralyzing and and then we just get stuck and it keeps us in the past so that we can't live our best life and that's why I love best life's name because we really need to focus on Christ and to get our best life we need him in our life one of the things that I know to be true for us is that as leaders in a ministry, we will give a conference, we will teach our workshops, women will come afterwards and they'll want to talk and they'll want to ask for our advice. And one thing that I know you and I like to tell people is that we do not have all the answers. We are sure. we are living the same life they are, but we are desperately trying to rely on scripture and prayer and depend on God because mm-hmm. even this morning I had issues and things that I thought, oh, I'm just refusing to be worried about. I'm going to take some time to pray. So how do you practice remaining faith-filled and, you know, battling against fear and worry in your own personal life? Well, I have what I call Kathleen's Corner, and it's a place that I've learned to go in the morning if I can get five minutes or ten or maybe even a half an hour. When it's still quiet in the morning, I go to my little corner in my house, and I get out my Bible and a bunch of devotional books, and I just sit there and I soak up what God has for me. And I've learned that this is the greatest place to be renewed and to be protected from fear and worry, because when I get this 
time with God, I feel so much better. Even if I, you know, have to go through hard circumstances during the course of the day, it's just different because I feel like I've got a savings account. It doesn't mean I'm not worried or we don't have problems in our family like everybody else does, but there's something about spending time with God and, and like Doris would say, get to your corner. That just really, really has changed my life because I can just sit there and pray and just wait on God. Sometimes I don't say anything. I just sit there quietly. So that's what's helped me personally, I think I think that's a great help, Kathleen. And I like to think about you because you're my sweet friend. And so we talk day after day on the phone all the time. And one of the things I like to think about and want the listeners to imagine is that Kathleen lives out in the middle of nowhere in the country. And she has a beautiful, beautiful setting way up off the road. It's several little old houses all put together. Her husband, Jim, is a carpenter. And they have a beautiful scenic view. I like to think about the big old white porch and Kathleen in her corner praying and making time for God. If you're just tuning in with us tonight, we're talking with Best Life Ministries Director of Prayer Support and one of our motivational speakers, Kathleen Soggy. Kathleen is encouraging us about the impact of letting go of fear and worry. When we let God take over, we let Him control our lives and we no longer carry our burdens alone. As a matter of fact, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Let's listen to this encouraging song by Joey and Rory, one of my favorite married couples. They sang with Bill Gaither, and this song is called Leave It There. One, two, three. If the world from you withholds of its silver and its gold, and you have to get along with meager fame Just remember in his word How he feeds the little bird Take your burden to the Lord Leave it there Leave it there Take your burden to the Lord Oh, and leave it there If you trust Him through your doubt He will surely bring you out Take your burden to the Lord Leave it If 
trust him through your doubt He will surely bring you out Take your burden to the Lord Leave it there Take your burden to the Lord Leave it there Leave it there What comforting words, leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. I think that's the starting place for letting go of our fears and worries. When we release them over to Jesus in prayer, we begin the process of allowing Him to take over. We know that we're no longer alone and dealing with anything by ourselves. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, and tonight's guest is my dear friend and Best Life's Director of Prayer Support, Kathleen Soggy. So, Kathleen, let's continue this talk that we are on traveling this journey of letting go of fear and worry, and it's a difficult one for each person. So if you mm-hmm. could leave our listeners with an encouraging thought about releasing those fears and worries, what would you say to them? Well, I probably would share one of my favorite stories of Doris, because when I would go to her house, many a time I'd get to that corner, and then I would be full of fear and anxiousness, and I'd say, Doris, I don't know what to do about this situation, or I'm really scared about this, or what if, what if that, and what if this? And she would say this to me, and it was a story that she'd read from Corey Tenboom's book, and she would say in her Swedish brogue, well, Tissa, you'll get the ticket for the train when you're going to get on the train, and not a minute before. And I said to myself, what? What are you talking about? And she said, Well, I mean that God is the great conductor of the train, and he'll give you the ticket for the train when you're going to get on it. That means when you go through the trial, you're going to get God's grace when you get on and not before, because he's in control of your life. And I'd think, wow, okay. So she'd say, don't worry about it, Tessa. You can't do a thing about it. So just take it one day at a time. And that was really huge advice, and I use it over and over again. It's such a good word picture for me. Kathleen, I think that's so true. What an incredible picture that we can take in our minds to think about getting on the train. And that's our theme this year for the Best Life Conference. It's Get On Track. So thank you so much for being here today. One of the things that I would love to have you do is just take a minute and pray for our listeners about the struggle that we deal with every day, every one of us, about the temptation to fall into worrying and fretting and fearing. Can you just take a moment and pray? Oh, I'd love to, Kathy. Dear Jesus, we just thank you that we have you to come to. And Lord, we need reminders every day of our life that you're there to help us. So, Father, help all of us and all of the listeners that are hearing this program today to reach out to you and know that you're going to be there to walk them through the valleys of fear and worry and whatever circumstances they might have, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, relational, financial. God, we pray that you would just make yourself real to each and every one of us and let every listener know how much you love them and that you died for them because you are more than enough for each fear and worry that we have. Bless each one now, and we ask this all in Jesus' precious name. 
Amen. Kathleen, thanks so much for being with us here tonight. Let's check in tonight with my friend John and leadership lessons. We talk about leadership all the time, what it is, what it looks like in action, how we can improve our own, why it's important. But one question struck me this week. What is the return to you as a leader? It's easy to think about leadership returns to the organization, increased financial performance, higher employee engagement, and improved strategic clarity among many others. But what return are you looking for personally? It's an inherently personal question, and so we might expect a variety of responses. There are certainly some extrinsic benefits that might come to mind. Compensation, power, and recognition. Yet those are not always even available to every leader depending on level, function, and arena. While desirable for many, I wonder how meaningful those are as long-run returns. So what makes leadership an off-difficult role so worthwhile? I truly think that the greatest leaders believe the return is in the orchestration and realization of great change. Specifically, change in the people themselves that they lead and change in the organization as it arrives at new, meaningful destinations. To the first point, leaders believe that they can make a difference for the people that choose to follow. It's not about empire building. It's about people building. Serving others so that they can learn, grow, achieve, and make transformational changes in their own leadership. That is a beautiful, powerful return on investment. To the second point, leaders see a future and a path to which they rally a group, a division, a function, or an entire organization. While that return is also organizational, there is a deep personal aspect for the leaders themselves in having led folks collectively on a change journey. This journey unlocks tremendous value for multiple stakeholders, employees, suppliers, consumers, shareholders, communities, and even humanity itself. This accomplishment accrues tremendous personal return to the leader for having led a team to realize a vision that goes beyond themselves and makes a difference for so many. What is your return on leadership? What gives you the energy to continue to invest day after day? I am betting it is more than the material rewards that might come with the opportunity to lead. It is the intrinsic, enduring return that makes leadership so special. Thanks, John, for those leadership lessons. Friends, I want to share with you some of my favorite movies for summertime. So I call them my hit pick list. And here we go. There's just three. And I think if you've got a free minute, you need to pick up a glass of iced tea, put up your feet and watch one of the following. Here's the first one. 2005 is a while back, but what a great movie called Sweetland. And I watched it right here at the Benson Movie Theater. It was filmed in the neighboring town of Montevideo, Minnesota. The setting takes place in the 1920s and it's a really touching story about two immigrants, a farmer, and he brings over a bride. What a great, great story. You're going to love it. The second one is the 1958 movie, and I am crazy about every song from it, South Pacific. Rodgers and Hammerstein did it again with an incredible version of a story that takes place far, far away in a fake imaginary place called Bally High. But wow, it's good for guys and gals because it's got some war, some romance, and great music. And my last pick is Alfred Hitchcock. If you haven't seen any of his movies, 
way, he was scary back before scary was even around. 1954 Rear Window with Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly. Grace brings the beautiful clothing and the fabulous class to the show. And Jimmy brings a little mystery as he is stuck in a wheelchair and watches his neighbors across the way and just decides to really invent a fabulous story about a murder. It's a great mystery and you will love it. That's my hit pick list for this week. Today on Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, we're talking about letting go of fear and worry. And one of the things I've learned over the years is that fear and worry are connected to decision making. We're not just afraid about what may or may not happen, but we're afraid to make the decision. And we worry about whether or not we'll make the right one. Here's a lovely quote from Corey Ten Boom. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. You see, fear and worry are paralleled to faith in God. When we are faith-filled, fear and worry dissipate. Let me tell you a story that will help you understand what I mean. Recently, Dean and I met with several people to discuss some big decisions that needed to be made within our ministry. We prayed together and knew a basic path that God had set before us. As we met, we sat with these people and chatted over coffee, and it was a lovely path, one that was exciting and interesting that they were offering to us, but it was another direction. I looked at my husband seated next to me. His arms rested on the big green table in our dining room. As we listened, I quietly, gently pulled back the corner of the tablecloth. Does that sound crazy? Not to me. As the vision was cast before us, my mind raced back to the many days of life that I sat at this old green table. I purposefully put my husband at the end of the table and I sat in my dad's spot. Why? Because my dad had wisdom. He had huge doses of it. I've never met anybody with wisdom like him. And as a small child, I began to take note as to how he answered the unanswerable. I listened as to how he directed answers to people needing help, hope, and healing. Now, if my mind served me right, I would be able to open the filing cabinets of my own heart and pull out those answers that I learned long ago. My daddy told me that scripture and prayer was the basis for all answers. He said that if we spend time in God's word each day, we begin to absorb it, think it, believe it, and we become it. Daddy also told me that anyone can pray and ask God for wisdom. And he said that you never want to rush into any life-changing, course-altering avenues without much prayer, wise counsel, scripture reading, and thought. The vision across the table continued to whirl in front of us, but I had a steady pace in my thought process as I remembered where I sat. I was in my father's spot at the table. I recited in my mind what he taught me about decision-making, and here are the top five things he used to tell me. Number one, pray. Ask God for help and tell him that you need wisdom. Proverbs 8.17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. Number two, seek wise counsel. Find godly people who want to impact your life with smart decisions. Proverbs 15.22 says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. Number three, read your Bible. God's word has the answers. When it comes to wisdom, he's got it for you. Proverbs 8.34 says, Blessed is the man who listens to me watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Number four, look at the pros and cons of the situation. Think about what's happening. Look thoroughly at every corner. 
Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Number five, listen for the Holy Spirit. God talks to us through His Word, through His Spirit, and through others. We must listen. Proverbs 8.33 says, Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Later that night, Dean and I knew some things. After we ran down the list of the five things to do, pray, seek counsel, read scripture, look at pros and cons, and listen for the Spirit, it wasn't a good fit. Sometimes it's not that complicated, but some days it's life-changing, course-determining steps, and those are the days when you need help. God wants us to live our best life and walk in His steps with the course He set for us. He's a God of order and control. No need to get frantic and cry. No need to fear, worry, and fret. He's got your best in mind. Friend, today, release to Him the worries that you have and the fear that you are holding. Seek the Lord in a quiet corner of your life. Call smart friends, read your Bible, look at the details of the situation, and then listen for the answer. After all, He says in Proverbs 14:15, a simple man believes anything, but a prudent or cautious or wise man gives thoughts to his steps. Listeners, take a moment today and really look at your heart. Is it filled with negativity? Because your heart is where your thoughts are. Is it filled with fear and doubt? If so, it's time to release those fears. It's time to release those doubts right to God, to leave it there, exactly as that song said that we listened to earlier, exactly what Kathleen talked about, letting go of fear and worry. It's something we're all going to deal with. Let's pray today in closing. Dear Holy Father, I just pray for the listeners, for those people who are struggling with health issues or finance troubles. We just lift them to you. For people who are challenged, they wondered if you're even there, if you even care about them. I pray, God, that you would be revealing yourself to them. And I pray in our everyday lives that we will turn to you over and over, that we will seek wise counsel, seek scripture, seek prayer, and listen for your Holy Spirit to reveal what we should do in decision-making. And I pray, God, that you will release us from fear and worry, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, friends, mark your calendar for our ministry's upcoming fundraiser. Saturday, July 18th at 6, we're going to be featuring Wilmer's Mill Pond Jazz Orchestra with big band music, my favorite, growing up in Clorinda, Iowa. That's the home of Glenn Miller, so it's something that I love, and you're going to want to be there. Hey, thanks for spending time with us today. Remember to leave your fear and worry with Jesus. He can handle it. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Tune in next week at 6.30 p.m. on our station, KSCR 93.5 FM. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.